0: Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by Way Too Spicy and our supporters. On our last episode, we interviewed Health and Wellness Coach, founder of Whole Health by Court, aka Auntie Coco. If you know, you know. If you don't know, check out episode eight, where we explore Courtney's journey of learning to love herself and becoming a health and wellness coach. She gave us more gems than we can possibly talk about right now. So if you haven't had a chance to check that episode out, we highly recommended it. But moving on, on this episode, we're going to talk about an important topic that you may or may not be familiar with, learning how to embrace your wolf by loving your sheep. So with that being said, let's jump into this week's episode. This week's episode, it's a very important episode because I think a lot of people, when they're out in the world and trying to figure out who they are as an individual, they think that they have to be either good or bad, nothing in between. And I think this episode is going to be very important. It's called Embracing Your Wolf by Loving Your Sheep. By first understanding what it means to embrace your wolf and love your sheep and understanding about integrating these two different parts of who you are as an individual. And a lot of people, and I, one of the things that Coach D. Teen was talking about, me and I were talking about, was about how a lot of people always focus on their sheep. Like they think they shouldn't stand out. They should be good people, nice guys. But in reality, they should also be going into a little bit of their wolf, their dark side. There's nothing wrong with it, but we're going to dive deep into it. And we'll start the conversation with differentiating between wolf and sheep. But before I get into that, let me ask some of my co-hosts what they think the difference between the wolf and the sheep.
1: Yeah, um, well, I think of wolf versus sheep. I think of the sheep being that side of you that is very passive. Right. And I'm not talking about like. You know, you let things go because you're not trying to cause any ruckus or disturb your peace. I'm talking about passivity when you know something is bothering you, but because you don't feel comfortable to speak up in that moment, you allow things to slide, but you're just causing yourself internal grief. Right. And then I look as the wolf as that inner go-getter, like, I will not step at nothing until I get what I want. You know, we've all gotten to that place in life, whether you're playing sports or academia, you know, like everyone uh, channels their inner wolf in one area of life. But I don't think people realize that you can carry that energy throughout all areas of your life.
2: Honestly, I love that. Whenever I think of the difference between the wolf and the sheep, there's always two analogies that always stick near to me. The first one being a coin, knowing that there's always two sides to one coin. They are both equal parts of one thing. But I always think back to when I was a kid and we'd be playing Madden, right? It's like, oh, you got the coin toss? What do you do? Tails never fails and you pick (laughs) heads anyways, Mm. right? It's just kind of just something you did. And I think a lot of people, they default to either always being their wolf or always being their sheep. Even though they know it's two sides to one coin, people always have a preferred favorite. And then the second analogy I always like, think of is bringing the rain, right? And it's like, I know a lot of people have heard the concept, oh, you got to bring the rain, rain down, them, right? It's like, be ferocious.
0: Yeah, be an right? animal.
2: But then what happens whenever it rains? You complain, oh, I hate the rain. Oh, I'm wet. My socks are wet. I need an umbrella. But I always tell people, right? It's like, you can't love enjoying to stop and smell the roses while simultaneously cursing the same rain that nurtures those roses and allows them to blossom.
1: Yeah, it's part of the process.
0: Yeah. I think the beauty of what you guys, you know, said is that you guys have this very distinct and unique perspective on your wolf and your sheep. And I know Coach DT and I were talking about this the other day with the sheep being, and from my perspective, sheep being more of you being nice to people, you being courteous, you opening the door, you, you know, some may say you are the nice guy because you say please and thank you and you hold yourself to a certain standard because that's what you're raised to be by your parents, right? You're raised to be good members of society. And sometimes we take that a little too far. And just even looking from my own childhood, you know, yes, did I have both parents, my father and my mother? Yes, but I would say I was raised more by my mother. And I would also say I was raised more by my family members. So in that aspect, my mom raised me to be a sheep, you know, wanting to be a nice person, always do good, give yourself to others while I lived in a den full of wolves with my cousins and my family members because they were ruthless. Mm. And I could understand that they were raised to be wolves, not sheep. And what I mean by that is that for them, when they were growing up, I could see the abuse, the traumas, the things that they had to go through. They had a different lifestyle than I did personally. They came from Haiti and I was born here. And they it was two different cultures more than anything. And I would see that. And through that process, I had to... Even though I still feel like a sheep in that aspect, I still had to bring out a wolf because I understand even when you go to school, you know, kids are not, they're not good people, right? I don't think, I don't think we're born good whatsoever. We are born bad and we are conditioned to be good. And some of us take it a little too far and we forget a little bit about our wolf. And I think that is an important conversation to talk about.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. I think similar to your experience, a lot of people's default upbringing conditioning really is cultivating that inner sheep right they tell you to be passive to obey these orders to be that nice person to do good things and i don't think there's anything wrong with that right but there's a reason people always talk about sheeps aimlessly being led to their slaughter yeah right because if you're always conditioning yourself to do as you are told you will never actually do what you need to do to become who you want to become you really do have to cultivate that inner wolf especially if your inner sheep is going to require you to become a different type of person yeah i know that with my own experience similar to you i feel like i was really raised as a sheep for many years right i was that nice kid i was super quiet very standoffish i feel you the den of wolves was real right it was it really was if i come for you you're going to chop me at the achilles and make sure i never get back up yeah right I feel like that really translated into a lot of other areas in my life until so I made the active decision to embrace my inner wolf yeah,
0: and I think just to give you guys some clarification when we talk about coming for your your, your knees cutting you on your knees we're talking about the abuse the you know uh, the fighting the you know calling yourself names the labels the you're not good enough right and and when you're surrounded by a bunch of people that they were grown in a very you know, doggy dog, dog world, right? They they do have the compassion and niceness, right? They're still good people. It's just that their conditioning has led them to do more bad than good in their lives. And I've seen it so many times in my own personal experience and I can only speak from my own personal experience.
1: Yeah, I like how you, you touched upon that, right? Because it really, a thought came to my mind where it's like, great, growing up in the den of wolves, it really was an eye opener, right? Because it was like, wow my cousins were my first bullies, right? People think you go to school and then you get bullied, right? But Mm -hmm. it's like, it really starts in in like the familial state, at least for me. Yeah, And I think for me, my upbringing, right? I was also raised to be a sheep, right? Be nice, be polite, don't speak up, don't speak back, whatever the case may be. But I got to a point where like I was being attacked and whatnot, like insulted and you know, like the jokes that come and go, right? And like a part of you internalizes it. I think for me, once that started happening, I started really internalizing my own inner wolf. And so, like, when people Mm -hmm. would come for me, let me tell you, I would go for the jugular, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, I would lash out, say what I needed to say to get them to feel exactly how I felt. But after all was said and done, a part of me felt like I just destroyed somebody. And in that process, I destroyed a piece of myself because I was growing up to be a sheep. But here I am. Internalizing and channeling my inner wolf so that I can stand and defend myself, it just felt like there was a disconnect, mm-hmm. right So I think um, what's really good to touch upon right now, if you guys want to go on that, is like how do you channel uh, how do you channel your inner sheep and your wolf right? How do you live with the dichotomy of the two? Because I think now I have a good balance of the two, yeah. but as a child. I struggled yeah. to figure out how to use it
2: yeah absolutely i would say the first thing that you really need to do if you're really looking to live as both your sheep and live as your wolf is to understand that you have to feed your wolf but you do not have to feed your sheep to your wolf yeah And what i mean by that is you don't have to sacrifice the light parts. You don't have to sacrifice that inner goodness, that desire to want to do for others, that desire to build community in order to be a wolf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What you have to sacrifice is the negative components and the things that you allow people to do that violate your boundaries in order to really embrace that wolf.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, just to give a little bit more, um, talking about the wolf, I don't think Right, I don't think a wolf is a bad thing, right? I don't see it as the negatives of like our anger or our, you know competitiveness or coming for people at their their jugular, right? Yeah. It's it's just how you channeled your wolf in those moments, right? Cuz we're all, you know, if we think about it just I mean history, you know, hunters and gatherers, we had to survive and we use our emotions, we use our intelligence and we had to be wolves, right? Because we had to go kill what we wanted to eat. We had to fight off enemies. But then we were sheep in the sense of, you know, the society that you build, we, we, we were, you know, with our own kids, or you'd be nice to them or you showed them something better than yourself, than, you, than what you experienced, but also understanding that you can't hide them from the realities of the world, right? The world is not a good place, whether we want to think of it as or not. Um, you know, we have a lot of blessings in America. i would definitely say that we we, you know, traveling and going to different countries, third world countries, and you're seeing how these people live. It, you know, they don't have as much as we have. Right. And and that makes you feel for me in my sheepness, feel compassion. I can feel compassion, have mercy. And the way I I would say feed them both myself is like by Giving out money, right, to people who I think need it, just being a genuine good person to the people that I think should be. And then using the wolf part of me to go and progress in the areas of my life that I want to grow, right? That, that drive, that innate, the, the tenacity to go and be better than what I am currently and, and grow from there. And, And that's where I feed my wolf and the way I feed my sheep is really just being a good person to others. But also take some time to read and reflect on my own inner child, more than anything, because I understand that, yes, do I think we are, we all have goodness in us, but I think we've been, you know, we had to be conditioned to be good. Because when you're a child, you're wild, you know, you don't have, there is no rules. You're trying, you're jumping up places, climbing up things, yeah. pooping places, like, right, you pee, on you say, oh, I just peed myself, you know, it, it was a good time, right? There was no <laughs> rules, but... At this point, you know, as you get older and you come part of society, there are rules, there are structures, there are things out there to keep you constrained, but also understanding that the rules and the structures are there to guide, not hold you back more than anything.
1: Yeah. I I think of um, this quote from Dave Chappelle. He was saying how his mother told him how sometimes in order for you to be a sheep, you have to be a wolf. So it's like, yeah, you can do good in this world, right? Like you're supposed to do good in this world and be an example of like an exceptional being Mm. and leader, et cetera, et cetera, right? But when people come in and they test your boundaries or really try to like take advantage of your sheep tendencies, Mm -hmm. that's when you really got to like hit him with the stiff arm and be like, whoa, yeah. okay, you think you can try me here, but listen, I'm still going to reinforce my boundaries, but I'm not going to let your behavior negatively impact me because I'm still going to do good out here in this yes. world.
2: Honestly, and I, I loved Dave Chappelle's entire story surrounding that because I think it really touches, based very nicely on another aspect that I think is really important about embracing both your wolf and your sheep, mm-hmm. and that's understanding that there are different places and times for each one. Right, it's like you can still be a wolf in one avenue of your life and be a sheep in another avenue. Right, I always think about um, Kobe's relentlessness on the court. Right, when you saw Kobe on the court, he was locked in. He was the Black Mamba. He yeah. did what he needed to do to get into the zone. And there were no yeah. friendships on the court. Yeah. He did not care who War you were. He didn't care how mm-hmm. long he knew you. I I love like um, thinking back to when USA played. Spain in the finals Olympics, and he dead told his teammates, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to run my teammate over. This is someone who won championships. This is literally your brother. But on that court, there was no friendship. He ran Paul Gasol over unapologetically because that's how much his wolf was destined and dedicated to pursuing his one goal of becoming the best basketball player that he could be right so if you're listening to this and you're not sure if you want to step into embracing your inner wolf take a step back and really ask yourself where would my inner wolf benefit me and how would i go about bringing out that ferocity to bring me closer to the person that I want to be. Yeah.
0: And th- think about your goals and the areas of your life that you are lacking, that you want more in more mm-hmm. than anything. If you want more in, there there's a fire there. There's a light, light, it's lit there. And so it's really up to you to cultivate that, that fire because I think people have lost their sense of their drive as they get older, um, but not everyone, right? It really depends on the individual. And we're speaking to those who have lost their drive, right? We're speaking to those who don't think that they have that wolf in them that they don't think that they can be more than what they are and and i think it's because they're hiding that part of themselves they're not confronting one part of themselves because and i and i I get it it can be scary because even just looking at my own life looking at the wolf i've done some things that i'm not proud of you know and that they they shocked me in the sense of damn who was that person that he was able to do these things and i don't want to talk about here i'll talk about my therapist guys but (laughs) um but it's it's to know that now you're an adult you're not a child anymore right you get to choose you're in control and if you have the choice then you get to decide how to channel it. And I think a lot of people take their will because if they're not channeling it in some way, they're, they are channeling it in some way, right? It could be a gambling problem. It could be a drinking problem. It can be a smoking problem. It could be whatever they want to channel their dark internal self in that they can find, they're gonna find it. And I think every human has something that they, I would say, and it's from a, a show that they're a slave to in a sense, right? Like something that you you just, you gotta you can't live without it more than anything. And it, it could be good or bad. It's indifferent. It's it's about you and what you put onto it more than anything.
1: Right. It's all about how you're channeling that energy, right? And what areas of your life you're applying it to. Another aspect of channeling your inner wolf, I think, is that people need to be less afraid, right? Remove the fear of being judged. Remove the fear of people's opinions on you, embracing your inner wolf in an area of your life that you know you want to pursue relentlessly Mm -hmm. right like i think of myself for me I definitely channeled my inner wolf when I went back to nursing school, right? I was at a point in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know where I wanted to take the direction. But I knew I was like, I'm gonna go to nursing school and figure it out, right? And I really had to channel that inner beast. I worked two jobs and I said, I'm going to make dean's list every semester, regardless of who's stop- who's trying to stop me, right? I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to... Commit it. Uh, right. I, like there was there was no it, and, ifs, or buts. It was, I'm going for this regardless of who i have to stomp on to get there Mm -hmm. i didn't stomp on anybody (laughs) but like i sacrificed so much because i knew that i was destined for something greater and i was committed right but in order to do that i had to remove the fear of being judged i had to remove the fear of not having people behind me to support me i had to remove the fear of me not being able to explain things to my family and friends like mm-hmm. why can't you go to the restaurant with us like it'll be two hours now nah, i gotta go pick up a shift, and i'm gonna study during my shift as well so like yeah. no oh yeah you gotta Absolutely. cultivate the indifference
2: and i i always love this analogy that I heard, it's like, you really have to spend time figuring out and discovering what your conveyor belt is, Mm. right? If you're not sure what I mean by that, what I'm saying is that everyone has their own internal conveyor belt. There is something that is constantly pulling you towards whatever it is that you want, right? For some people, it's they are destined to be the one, right? I, I am the chosen one. It is my legacy. I have to do X, Y, Z. Other people is I need to do this for my community. Right? I have to give back for those who sacrifice for me. Some people are, are just altruistic in the sense that I have to be the greatest person to do this, right? When well, I always think of altruism, I always think of Wonder Woman, if you've seen the movie, right? She was determined to be the one to save the human race strictly out of fairness. Right? It's like for some people, they don't say, like, that could be an extremely selfish thing for some people. But her selfishness was honestly just rooted in her desire to do something for the world, yeah. right? That was her conveyor belt. And I really think everyone needs to discover what it is that is your conveyor belt. Because you're going to have times where you don't want to do the work. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have times where you know you should do something and you will hear that voice whisper in your head that you're doing the wrong thing. And you're gonna ignore it, right? You're gonna want to do the fun thing, get that instant gratification. But once you really discover what your conveyor belt thing is, and you can tap into that, it really will change the way that you operate.
0: Allows you to be more than what you are and overcome who you are. Because I'm sure for you, Sherry J, it didn't happen, you know, you didn't say, yeah, I'm gonna tap into my wolf and and become a nurse and work two jobs. It was just, you were, and you, you could share us, tell us a little bit, like where, how did, where you able to tap into your wealth for yourself during that time? Because we only know this by looking back. We can connect the dots by looking backwards, but we didn't know it at the time that this is what you needed. This is the energy you need to get. So would yeah, you get
1: absolutely. That from? I, I remember exactly when I had that mindset shift. I was in my first semester. I started in the summertime, and I had an exam coming up. It was like I think on a Tuesday. And it was Sunday. I went to a library, studied a bit, but I was like, all right, y'all, I'm gonna head out to this brunch over here in Boston. I'm not gonna name drop the place because it's shut down now, but it was lit. <laughs> if you know, you
2: know. <laughs>
1: if you know, you know. And um, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go turn up. I was like, I I can maintain balance here, right? I can do the two jobs and nursing school and maintain my social life. Like, it's all good, nothing needs to be sacrificed. And I went into the exam and i was like oh these questions are a little challenging here i thought i knew my stuff you know walked out the exam feeling okay you know the next day i got my exam my my grades back and i think i got like an 88 which is really good right but in nursing school a 78 is a pass that's like borderline 77 is a fail Mm -hmm. right and so i'm like oh i got 88 10 points above you know i'm feeling pretty good and there was um this girl who was also in the same program as me, but we worked together at the same hospital. And she was like, how did your first exam go? And I told her my grade. And she said, no, you can do better. And I said, what, what? I passed, I'm good. She was like, no, you can do better you are an exceptional operations manager here, so I know you can be an exceptional nursing student to be an exceptional nurse. Uh And I was like...
0: That hit. Yeah, (laughs) it did. And I was like,
1: yo, you're absolutely right. Like, I'm sitting here shining, going above and beyond 100% in this one area of my life, and here I am making the commitment to go to nursing school, and I'm half-assing it. Uh Why? Why am I doing that? Why am I selling myself short? So I was like, you know what? She's right. I can do this. I can do this. And right then and there, there was that mental switch where it was like, all right, two days a week, I'm in the library, 10, 11 hours getting down to it, studying, teaching it, you know what I'm saying? And then it's just so crazy because, like, to me, I was just committing to myself. But what I didn't realize is, like, my peers were watching me and they were like... Yo, can we join your study group? Mm-hmm. Like, can we can we like see what you're doing? And inspired I was like, others. yeah, and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, absolutely. You can join me, but this is not a free show here. Like, yeah. if you're going to join, you're going to also bring something in here. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to reteach you the content because I'm in here drilling myself, working, giving my 100% above and beyond for this. And I'm not just going to allow someone to come in and like enjoy the fruits of my labor in the sense, right? Yeah. And so that for me that moment with my colleague was the mental switch and from that moment on when i tell you guys dean's list was i didn't even have to think about it because i was getting 98 yeah. hundreds just you're, killing it
0: you're committed to you oh, i was
1: committed right i was mm-hmm. working overnight shifts i'm like all right i'm gonna pick up an overnight shift because i know from like two to five a.m it's gonna be dead so i can review my schoolwork yeah. i'll go home and sleep get up eat breakfast study a little bit some more go hit my other job like there was no if ands or buts i wasn't going to let anybody get in my
2: way and i bet you didn't realize until probably this moment that that was your conveyor belt moment
1: yeah yeah because you you
2: said it yourself you flipped that switch and from that moment on it was never in doubt you were on go why because you're the one yeah you accepted it and you owned it yeah And your acceptance and ownership of how exceptional you are as a person carried you forward or rather pulled you forward to shining as brightly as you could. And I love how you brought up how your peers then began to be inspired by you, because it always goes back to a conversation that we have all the time. Right. Where it's like so many people are afraid to shine bright because they don't want to outshine their peers. They don't want to stand out from the group Mm -hmm. without realizing that the Biggest duty you have as an individual is to shine as brightly as possible yes. because there is someone sitting in the dark waiting for you to yeah, shine man. light mm-hmm. on your path so that they can step into who they were destined to be. Excellent. Yeah,
0: you never really know who you are, inspiring, touching. It's just that your actions speak so much volume and you gotta know that. I think um read a book in 90 I think it's 92 ways on how to talk to anyone and one of the things that they talk about is your body language is your auto, autobiography in motion mm-hmm. so the way you carry yourself shows other people hmm Right? If you're holding yourself confidently, chest out, head up, head up high, you're putting in the work, you're grinding, people notice that. It's oh, yeah. like, damn, what what, yo, what are you on? <laughs> Can I get some of that? Right? And, and, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but that's the biggest key, right? And we, if we bring it back to the sheep and the wolf mentality, right? A sheep follows. You have people following you, right? A wolf does not wait for anybody. It goes and hunts, mm-hmm. right? It goes and gets what it needs to survive while a sheep is waiting and and you know, passively doing its thing, and there's nothing wrong, is that know that we all have a wolf and a sheep, it's really deciding when are we gonna make that switch more yeah. than anything, because you made a switch, I did. right? For nursing, yeah. but I'm sure in other areas of your life, you can make a switch too, Absolutely. you just haven't made it yet. Yeah,
1: I'm right. learning to cultivate that, yeah. for sure. And I like how you said, it. everyone does have a sheep and a wolf, right? Because to go back to my example, right? I would say the sheep in me was my colleague push me to the next limit, right? She was like, G- get up Rise to up. my level, right? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow, you're a leader here. I'm your sheep. But once I really like accepted it and solidified in my mind that I can do this, yeah. that's when there was a switch where I was like, I turned from a sheep into that wolf. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And say I love this whole conversation. And I feel like there's a lot of great gems in here depending on where you are in your own journey of mm-hmm. cultivating your sheep or cultivating your wolf. But I would like to close out this episode just by getting some takes from each of us and really just asking what insight or personal recommendation would you give to the audience who's listening now and is either unwilling to step into their wolf or just does not know how to do it.
0: If you're unwilling then nothing you can do for that but if you want to take the steps I think it goes back to our four-part series that we talked about in really auditing yourself, right? You have to figure out the areas of your life that you're not satisfied in and the areas of your life that you want something in. And, right, I definitely think we are feeding our wolves in some shape or form. I don't know what that is for you. Now, if you want to talk about it, we can get on a call, we can talk about it, but everybody's feeding in some shape or form, right? Like for me, it was you know, competitive video gaming, right? Like f- versing other people in battle royales and going to that competition. It's satisfying my need for competition, but I also have satisfied that need for competition in school, in work, right? The need to be the best, the need to work harder than everybody else. And that's something that's for me, right? I can't speak to anybody else. I can only speak from my own personal experience, but I know that about myself because I was able to see that about myself. And now it's really taking that aspect of myself and using it to help me in the areas of my life where I want to grow,
1: I love that the idea of like really going back and auditing yourself because we talk about that quite a few because it, it's true, right? You need to. Um, for me, my takeaway on this episode, I would say is to really piggyback on what Amadeus said was um, to really audit yourself. Right. And really be mindful because there are areas of our lives where you might not consciously be aware of it, but you are channeling your inner wolf subconsciously yeah in some shape
0: or form in Mm -hmm. some
1: shape or form right and it might not be anything that's like crazy exaggerated Mm -hmm. but there's an area in your life where you're like no one's going to outshine me in this i'm Mm -hmm. going to be the best video game player i'm going to be the best lifter in this gym or i'm going to be the best salesman or best teacher right whatever area you naturally shine in that is where your wolf is naturally cultivating and just really be mindful of like the areas of your life that you really want to excel in, find, figure out a way how to cultivate that wolf behavior mechanism in the air that you're naturally shining in and channel it in the air that you want growth in. And like Coach Amadeus said, if you need help doing that, hit us up, right? We're here to help you grow and build, right? Because we have coaches and they helped us get here and we have each other to do that. And you have us. So lean on us because we want to see you shine.
2: I love both of those. For myself, I have to agree with both of you. If you're unwilling, you really have to just spend that time getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Ryan's like, if you're unwilling to get to know yourself, none of this is going to matter because you're not going to take action. We know this, Mm -hmm. right? People don't take action when they're comfortable. That is simply a fact, right? Really spend that time getting to know yourself and figuring out, are you truly happy with doing what you're doing now, because what you're doing now is the reason why you are where you are in life. And then I would also say, if you are unsure of where to start, just start, right? That's really the important part. There is no wrong place to start. The beauty of being at the beginning is that you can make no wrong turn. And I want to just end with a quote that I personally love. It's near and dear to my heart. And it's that, When chaos is what you are used to, peace can seem like a personal prison. And I say that to say, if you are someone who's used to the chaos that you're in, whether your chaos is unhappiness, a lack of satisfaction, too much uncertainty in your life, it only makes sense that you're unwilling to change because it's what you're used to. But if you really want to create that personal peace, you have to be willing to take that unfamiliar action. If you want to know how to do that, we discuss it in our four part series. And of course, feel free to reach out with us, connect with us. You can connect with us on our podcast page on Instagram at Success System Podcast. You can also reach out to any of us personally. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at I am Coach DT. That is D as in Dave, T as in Thomas. I'll let the other coaches slash co-hosts let you know where you can connect with them
0: personally. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Amadeus, A-M-A-D-E-U-S.
1: And you can find me on Instagram at I am Sherry J, S-H-E-R-R-I-J. My fellow nursing students, people contemplating going to nursing, tap in. I got you.
2: Yes, she does. And if you enjoyed this episode and have any questions, comments, want to share just connect, Reach out to us. I will double down on what Coach Sherry J said. We are here for you. And with that being said, this is the Success System Podcast. We are way too spicy. And we will see you next time.
1: Peace, love, blessings.
0: Love y'all. Way too spicy. Ah, uh, I like my girl spicy. Ah. Uh,
2: if you know, you know.